Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the Dave Muller Show. Softy. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen. It's like somebody else wearing my underwear. Dave Softy Muller. All right, we are back at the Emerald Queen Casino. You heard it there from your buddy Mark Rochelle. Kickoff tonight, 5.30. Bears and Eagles right here with Kevin Harlan on the call for Westwood One. But, but it's not just about football. I, I struggle on, on days like this. I'm conflicted, Kevin, on Uh-oh. days like this. Oh, What do people really want to hear on a day like today when they flip on sports talk radio? Do they want to hear about the Dogs now being the only team in America who has scored 40 points or more in six consecutive games and play a big game with Arizona on Saturday in Tucson. Do they want to hear about the Seahawks uh, getting beat 9-3, their lowest point total, by the way, in 86 games, going back to week 7 of 2011, when Charlie Whitehurst, by the way, in that game was 12-30 for for 97 yards that day against the Browns. Or... Or do they want to hear about maybe the thing that should take precedent over everything else, our baseball team tonight in a big series against the Toronto Blue Jays? Well, I think I think the natural reaction, and everyone is so filled with hate from the Seahawks game, they want to react to that, <laughs> yeah. and I understand that and appreciate yeah. that and agree with it. Yeah. But I'll say this. Just listening to Mark Crochelle's update there, Yep. Seriously, think about this. You're two games back of the Blue Jays, and they're here for three games. Right, right. I just, even though I'm very aware of that, I I very much know the facts that the Blue Jays are here for three games and the Mariners are two games back. Right. Hearing that, I said to you, dude, we have to talk about this again. Because it's just, you have to remind yourself, like, that is amazing. Well, I just think, uh, I, I don't know if this is actually 100% correct, but I get the feeling out there that there is a large segment of the population among the sports fan demographic here, if that makes any sense. Okay. That is not even aware of what's happening with the Mariners. That they kind of know, but they don't really get it, I, right? I they think don't... there's something, I think they're honestly, we need to, we should just say on repeat, they are two games back of the second wild card <laughs> right, of right. the Blue Jays who are here for three games. Yes. And just for like yes. 20 minutes, just say that over and over. And by the end, people well, will be like, holy crap, yeah, this just is a big on series. Loop, on loop for an hour. Yes. Right? I mean, they, you know, people kind of understand that it's a big series, but they don't really get how big of an opportunity this is tonight for the M's. I mean, let's just go over it. If you get swept by Toronto, you're five games out. If you sweep Toronto, you're a game up. On the number one wild card spot, or yeah. excuse me, number, the number two number wild two. card spot at minimum. If you lose two out of three, you'll be three games back, and if you win two out of three, you'll be one game back. Okay, so basically, what we're saying is, right now, the Mariners have an opportunity if they can pull it off by Wednesday afternoon around three thirty, four o'clock, as that game on Wednesday is at twelve forty first pitch at Safeco. Mm-hmm. They have an opportunity to grab a hold of one of the two wild card spots by Wednesday before you even get off work, okay? Before this show even ends. We could be sitting here literally 
in about 48 and a half hours from now, talking about maybe even less than that, 47 and a half, talking about the Mariners being in control of one of those final two playoff spots. That's the opportunity that you have tonight, okay? And look, obviously, the pitching matchup, you want Kuma out there, he's going tomorrow. You want Felix out there, I think, he's going on Wednesday. And then Taiwan Walker is coming off maybe one of his best starts of the year in his last start. He's on the mound tonight against the guy in Marco Estrada, by the way. I was going to ask Depoto about him from a scouting perspective. Marco Estrada has allowed 13 earned runs his last four starts and 19 his last five. Hmm. This guy's ripe. Okay, he's ripe for this baseball team to just tee off on the guy tonight. And then Jay Happ, the former Mariner, in town tomorrow. Look, there's going to be a lot of Blue Jay fans on the stands tonight, no doubt. There's going to be 30,000-plus for every single game. And I'm telling you, there's going to be 10,000-plus, if not more, Blue Jay fans in the crowd tonight against the Blue Jays. The best thing for me to do would be to jump on these guys early tonight and shut those bastards up from the first inning on and make them regret coming down here and spending all that money and buying the hotel rooms and getting the dinners and spending the money on gas and blah, blah, blah. Make them all regret making the trip to Safeco Field. This is one of the biggest series the M's have played in the last 15 years. And that's not an overstatement. It's pathetic, but it's reality. This is one of the biggest series this franchise has played in the last 15 years, and that's a fact, Kevin. Mm-hmm. It's huge, man. It's it's just we it's just so not something we're all used to, and I right, just right. I feel like people need to understand. Uh, like this is this is it. This, this is, is it. when it matters. These this are the games it. that ultimately you're hoping for. When we talk about man, if they could just be relevant in September, that'd be so nice. Yep. Guys, yep. this isn't even relevant. This is right in the thick of it with oh, yeah. everything in your hands. Well, there's nobody out there, and I, you know, look, we we we've, we've said this a million times on the air. There's nobody out there in the middle of March who would have turned down this opportunity. Absolutely not. Okay, yep. to be two games out with the team that is directly right in front of you. At your park, where, by the way, you're playing pretty good baseball, all of a sudden the M's are 41-33 and at Safeco, and they're on pace to have their best home record in seven years at this park. How many years have you and I been talking about that? Can you please win a game at home? You play 81 games a year, you may as well build a baseball team that can perform in your own damn stadium, Uh and they've gone out and done that. I mean, guys like Seth Smith and Kyle Seeger and Robbie Cano and Nelson Cruz and Nori Aoki – uh, I remember when Kendris Morales was hitting like 280 at Safeco three or four years ago. And we all thought, oh, give the guy a $50 million deal. This guy's <laughs> hitting 280 at Safeco Field. Now the M's have like five guys that are hitting above 270 in this park. And they're finally winning games at home in front of their own crowd and giving the people out there a reason to come out and spend money on this baseball team. So it's awesome. Uh, I think tonight at the Emerald Queen, for example, we got the Monday night football game at 5.30. I guarantee you this, and this will be a note for Brian, our big security head over here at the Emerald Queen. He's the, he's the big FBI guy here. There will be people, Kevin, I promise you, mm-hmm. at the Emerald Queen tonight that will want to have the baseball game on instead of the football game. Well, and that is awesome. It's, and it's about time. It really is. <laughs> it's about time. I mean, look, there's just... I don't know, man. It just gets me excited thinking about the fact yep. that these are games that matter. I can't make it tonight. I'm going tomorrow. I can't wait. Right. I wasn't able to go this weekend, and yeah. I was pissed at myself for not being able to make it. You I can't wait is? to go tomorrow. You know what this is, by the way, tonight? What is it? It's a playoff game. It is a playoff game. It's totally a playoff game. Ish. It may not be a playoff game in the record books. It may not, may not be a playoff game in the box score, but these are playoff games. You want to you, you want to make the postseason? You want to continue playing after the 1st of October? 
You got to win these games. These yep. are these are do or die games. These are playoff type atmosphere games that start tonight at Safeco Field. The weekend against the Astros, playoff like games. So they're lucky in some ways after dropping two out of three. That Toronto also dropped two out of three over the weekend. Uh, the Tigers have the night off. They play the Twins, I think, in Minnesota tomorrow. By the way, hmm. so that means the M's win tonight, and they could have that number three hole all to themselves and be a game out before that game tomorrow with Iwakuma on the mound uh, against uh, Jay Happ. So it's awesome, dude. And thanks to Jerry DePoto for joining us on the radio show. But I just think it's crept up on people. And, again, there are people out there who kind of understand that the M's are okay, that they're kind of relevant, but they don't get how big this series is tonight against Toronto. So when they put out the numbers, like, for example, last week, we saw the numbers for the Ram-Niner game versus the Mariner game. And the Ram-Niner game just blew the M's out of the water. I'm curious to see if that changes tonight I, with this game against Toronto. You know what, honestly, I At just want to... kind of maybe gets back to a little bit of uh, maybe even playing field. I just... I get frustrated by hearing people talk about the ratings and the TV ratings. Look, the NFL is still going to beat the Mariners. It's going to happen. That's the way it is. NFL always beats yep. the Mariners. Wasn't that way in 2001, dude? Right, but it's they have a, they have a, long, <laughs> they have a long way to go before it changes that, that direction. I understand that. Just... This it matters. Be there, watch it, and be excited about it. Let's do this. We're gonna break four fifteen. We'll come back at some more of your phone calls, testimonials at four forty five. You haven't teased it, Softy. We have not teased it yet. We are going to do the Seahawk opponent audio recap. Okay, and I think I think that what we've done is we have captured the Rams radio broadcast from a Seahawk fan's perspective to a T. It's perfect. If you're a, if you're a Seahawk fan. And you live in Orange County, L.A., and you were listening to guys like J.B. Long and DeMarco Farr on the Ram broadcast yesterday. Maybe you're stuck in L.A. and you're transplant. If you were listening to that broadcast yesterday, we think we know what you heard on radio. And we're going to play it for you next on 950 KJR. This is the Dave Muller Show. Softy. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen. He used to walk around the office calling everyone buddy because he couldn't remember their names. Dave Softy Muller. All right, so uh, Kirkland Hawk on Twitter is not happy with our choice of programming topics today yeah. on the radio station. How dare you? Kirkland Hawk says, uh, tuned into KJR to listen to sports radio, and they were talking Mariners, so turn the dial. Crickets. Then he says, the Mariners are dead to all my friends and family. Should have stayed out of the Sonic fight, says Kirkland Hawk. He also follows that up by saying, Softy's ratings will look like Mariner ratings and game attendance if he continues on this path. <laughs> all right, well. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. That's fine. That's by the fine. way, we are, uh, we're at the Emerald Queen Casino. You know, uh, every month the, uh, the fine folks at Mill Creek Sports Cards are giving us a Rather large prize to give away at the end of each month here at the Emerald Queen. Oh. For example, this month's prize is a autographed Russell Wilson helmet, by the way. Uh, it is uh, the one he wore in the game yesterday, so there's a big crack in the back of it uh, from uh, smacking his head there on the grass all day long. So we'll give that away here at the end of the month at the Emerald Queen. But we're also giving away, for all the monthly winners and everyone that comes out here to qualify for that type of stuff, uh, at the end of the year... We're going to give you a Pico Home Brewing Appliance Machine. What's that? Uh, you can make your own beer. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, the automated home brewing appliance that creates the freshest craft beer you can imagine at home. More info at PicoBrew.com. It's a machine that lets you brew fresh, personalized craft beer using convenient 
ready-to-brew Pico Pack ingredient kits available in the Pico Marketplace or at PicoBrew.com. That's amazing. That sounds like something Puckett would want. That sounds big da- time. I don't know. Frankly, I think that might be bad news. for. That would be dangerous yeah. for Puckett. I'm not he a, doesn't have to leave his house to get beer, that's I'm the one thing a, he goes out for. I'm not a big beer drinker, man, but if you, uh, if you are and you want to make your own beer at home from Pico Brew, come to the Emerald Queen. You can find out here how you can enter to win that every single time I'm here, which is for Seahawks road games and Monday night football games. All right, here we go. Every week, win or lose, we do this. Why we do it when the Hawks lose, I have no idea. But every week, win or lose, we give you a perspective from the Seahawk Opponent Radio Network. Let's do that right now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Or did he fumble? Unbelievable. You want to talk about ripping your heart out. He came after Carson Palmer. A breakdown in protection. And the Seahawks were on Palmer now. This is the Seahawks Opponent Audio Recap. Boy, that hurt. That sure did. That one hurt. Brought to you by Gamble Sands Golf Course. The Inn at Gamble Sands will be open soon, so place your reservation now at GambleSands.com. The season can't end like that. He missed it left. Left. All right, here we go. Uh, again, every week of the Seahawk Opponent Audio Recap, which is much more fun when the Hawks win. There's no question about that. But we think, Kevin, number one, I think you're probably aware there's a lot of PNWers down there in the L.A. area. PNWers? Uh, Is that a weird P-N- way to pronounce W? PNWers. PNWers. <laughs> PNWers. You get my point. I got you. Down there in the L.A. area. Yeah. All right? A lot of Washingtonians. Sure. So we, we think that if you are a Seahawks fan and you're transplanted into Los Angeles... And you turned on J.B. Long and DeMarco Farr, right, on the Rams and, radio network and yesterday. And Maurice Jones-Drew, yep. And Maurice Jones-Drew. Thank you. Very important to have him on the air and get his name out there. Uh, we think we know what Seahawks fans heard when they tuned in to that radio broadcast yesterday. Because let's face it, when different people hear something, some people translate it one way, others take it a different way. But we think if you're a Seahawks fan and you're down there in Southern California and you couldn't get Rabel and Moon that you were forced to hear the Rams radio broadcast yesterday. We think we know what you heard on that radio network yesterday. Let's check it out. And what do you do with a turd, Kevin? Tell me. You f- what do you do with a turd? You flush it. You flush that bitch. And that's what they should do with that thing. Flush it right down the toilet. Flush that turd, baby. Flush it down the sewer. That's what Seahawks fans heard. That's what I saw. I don't know about you. I wasn't hearing the Rams radio network yesterday. But what I saw was exactly what you just played. You know what? Can I hear that one more time, please? Hold one on. Time. I think, uh, okay, yeah. One more time. baby 
That's it. Just a big fat turd. Dude, first time since week seven of the 2011 season, the Hawks are held to three freaking points. You know who scores Man. three points in an NFL football game? Really, really bad football teams. Teams that are le- Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Led by Charlie Whitehurst yes. score three points. Not teams led by Russell Wilson. Not teams led by Jimmy Graham and Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. Not teams that include Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, Michael Bennett, and Cliff Averill. I mean, look, you would think that just by default, you would have gotten maybe a fumble in the end zone, maybe a pick six, maybe a block punt, a block field goal, a whatever. A safety to get to five. You get nothing. First time in 86 freaking games. And now, because of that offensive performance yesterday, which was a big, fat, giant turd, smelly, stinky turd, Ugh. okay? And you heard it right there. By the way, nice job with that. Thanks. There are only two teams in the NFL now who have scored less points than the Hawks. Oh, my goodness. And that's the Rams, who were shut out in week one and had nine yesterday. So the, the Hawks have 15, the Rams have nine. And right between them are the Chicago Bears, who have scored 14 points and, and play tonight. And they've only played a game. Okay, so unless uh. the Bears get shut out tonight or the NFL finds a way to award one point to Chicago, The Seahawks will have the second-worst scoring offense in football going into week three next week. How's that taste? (laughs) I mean, And you people out there are bitching at us for talking about Mariner baseball in a playoff race? What the hell's the matter with you? It really is incredible. And the worst part about it is, you know, in trying to think about how we should do our show and what we should talk, I'm like, okay, what is the conversation? What are they not doing that they need to do? And the problem is... They're not what they're not doing is not having good players on the offensive line. Right, right. That's honestly the, well, okay. You can say that they had issues with field mm, position yesterday, yeah, which they yeah, did. Right, and those don't get blamed all on the offensive line. No. but man, they, almost all of the problems, damn near all of them, are related to one thing and one thing only, and that's the offensive line. And there's nothing they can do. Yeah, I just. Uh... What can they do to fix it, I guess, besides pray that these guys get better, like I, they got better a year ago? I mean... Because you remember last year, steroids? it wasn't... Well, yeah, maybe. It wasn't just about guys getting better. They they made a personnel change last season. They went with Patrick Lewis instead yeah. of Drew Nowak at center. Now, look, when Jermaine Fetty comes back, I mean, if you're telling me that Jermaine Fetty is going to be the reason why the Seahawks offensive line starts to pick it up, then Jermaine Fetty should be given a lifetime contract with the Seahawks yeah. if he's that important, okay? So, look, you got really no options at tackle right now. Your backup option at tackle is the guy that's playing right guard, and that's Jamarcus Webb. you got three potential tackles right now on your football team and don't tell me about George Fant the guy's played one year of football since high school for God's sakes okay he's a project to a to a T okay you got three tackles one of them has been released by two teams in Bradley Sal the other has been on five teams in six years and the other guy was an undrafted free agent that played tight end in college and is now playing right tackle in the NFL so from a perspective of what's exciting 
about your tackles and what really has you intrigued and maybe there's a guy out there that you think, hey, he's just not ready, but maybe by week seven, week eight, he will be. I don't see that guy on this football team right now. I think the biggest thing the Hawks need is to get Russell Wilson's ankle right. Because if his ankle's right in that game yesterday, I think the Seahawks win. I, I really do. For as bad as the offensive line was, when you have a bad offensive line, what do you need? A mobile quarterback, a guy who can run. And Russell Wilson could not run in that game yesterday. It was obvious he was not healthy. Uh, whatever Pete Carroll said during the week about it, he's right, he's getting back, he's great, there's nothing wrong with him, he looked awful on the ground yesterday. Did not look comfortable, and he had like about 68 pounds of duct tape on each leg, okay? So that, to me, this offensive line, I think, is going to be what it is for a while. Clearly they can play better, or excuse me, clearly they can get better, and they can improve. That potential possibility is out there. But if you heard Millen this morning on the morning show, uh, this wasn't, and this is what, re- what uh, really has me freaked out. This wasn't just a physical problem that the Seahawks were having in this game yesterday. I mean, Jamarcus Webb is getting stood up by defensive linemen the entire day. Bradley Sal on the first third down of the game, I don't know what the hell the Seahawks ran. It looked like a screen play to Kristen Michael, but I'm not even sure because Bradley Sal let his guy go. And then instead of running upfield to block for Michael, if it was a screenplay, he stood there, turned around, and watched the defensive end who just whipped his ass smack Russell and crush him. Okay? Like he was like admiring it. I almost th- felt like Bradley Sal was going to start clapping. Like he was, he, was, he was proud of the job he just did and getting his quarterback killed. So I don't know what these guys are doing. But what Millen's talking about this morning, Kevin, is that this is not just a physical perspective. you got offensive linemen that aren't running the right plays. They're not sound when in, in uh, their assignments. They're, they're not moving the right direction. They're bumping into each other. Yeah. Uh, they're not executing the, uh, the run schemes properly. And that, to me, is a problem. All right? I get it's week two. I know all that stuff. But at the very least you can do is put your right foot in the right spot and your left foot in the, in the uh, proper spot and be where you have to be. And it doesn't seem to me... After hearing Hugh talk this morning and after watching the game again last night, which was totally boring, by the way. It was like my freaking eyeballs were bleeding. After watching that game again last night, these guys just simply put from an execution perspective at times during that game yesterday did not know what the hell they were doing. Yeah. And that's disappointing. So let me uh, – <clears throat> I'm going to be careful here. No. But is it possible that you actually found a silver lining? That not that these guys okay so they're getting they're getting beat sure but they're actually making mistakes and mistakes you can actually fix where if they're just if they're doing everything right and just getting absolutely mauled but, but that's yeah it's it's fifty fifty I, I get your so point so if you can fix fifty percent of that then maybe they do yeah. have room to improve if yeah. maybe now now that they got a loss to throw along with a bad performance maybe now they'll be able to see all right we got to get our bleep together and here's the things that we can do and now they actually have right. coaching points because what do we always hear the coaches they they look for bad things to be able to find to be able to work on that but right. if you win it's going to be harder to hear about those bad things well now they lost and got embarrassed and not only were they just getting out were out muscled or whatever they're mm-hmm. also making mistakes that they can fix I, well look okay. i'm not saying that they're going to come out and all of a sudden they're going to be the two, 2005 seahawks but is it possible that they'll actually be able to fix some of those problems right, and be slightly more in. presentable all right let me jump in for a second because i think there's two things going on i i get what you're saying that hey look if it's about assignments and things like that and executing the offense 
you can clean that up. You can tell a guy where to go. They, uh, the more practice time they get, the more time they get together, the more chemistry they build, the more likely a guy is to be in the right spot. I get it. And I don't know what the percentages are. I said 50-50. I have no idea. Right. I just yanked that out of my butt, sure. by the way. Okay? Sure. It could be Whoa. 90-10 for a lot, all I know. A lot know. of butts could, going on in this segment. It could be 80-20 for all I know. I have no idea. But I think that's a problem. The assignments and the execution of the blocking schemes are a problem, number one. And then number two, which I think is a much bigger issue, because I, I think you're right that those other things can be fixed and they will be fixed throughout the year, is just talent. Yeah. I don't think these guys are very good. That's the problem. I don't think Bradley Sowell is a very good left tackle. I don't think Jamarcus Webb is a good offensive lineman. I don't think Gary Gilliam is that great of a right tackle. I know nothing about Jermaine Effetti. I mean, look, we're talking about Justin Britt, for God's sakes, like he's Max Stinkin' Unger next to these guys. And Mark Lewinsky, like he's Steve frickin' Hutchinson next to the slop they have out there. So I don't know how good these guys are. I think this is going to take some time, oh. meaning uh, years, to fix this offensive line. Can they get uh, away with it? I think they can. But the first thing they have to do, A, start forcing turnovers on defense, number one, and number two, Russell's got to get healthy. If Russell doesn't get healthy, and thank God the bye is in week five this year, by the way. Everybody bitches about the bye and how early it is this year. <laughs> Can you imagine if the bye was in week 10? <sighs> thank goodness. I yep. mean, Russell has to play, what, two more games? Is that right? Yeah. Before the bye? Yep. He's got the Niners and Jets and then a week off. So the bye for this team could not come at a better time. Russell's got to get off that foot and let that thing heal. And if he does that and gets back to the player he was earlier, uh, then great. Then, yeah. But I will also say this. I realize I'm playing both sides of the fence here. Uh, he was healthy for the first uh, two and a half quarters of that Dolphin game last week and couldn't do a damn thing against that defense. 439 is the time. We'll get to your uh, text coming up next segment. Whatever's on your brain is always fair game at 49451. Uh, your thoughts on the text line coming up on 950 KJR. Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio 950 KJR. This is Textimonials. Take it away, Dave Softy Muller. All right, we're back at the Emerald Queen. Monday night football. Bears and Eagles coming up at 5 o'clock. Kevin Harlan on the call tonight on the broadcast. As the always, he'll drunk. be with us on Wednesdays at 520, courtesy of the 520 Bar and Grill. That guy is drunk, but there he goes. But there he goes. Uh, 448. All right, we got testimonials brought to you by the Gemini Fish Market. Two locations rented in Issaquah for all your fresh seafood needs. Do the patriotic thing. Be an American. Check out Gemini Fish. What do you have back there, big fella? Sowell should have to play QB. Yeah, he's not good. And you know what? Maybe he actually would be a good quarterback. Dude, nobody can be surprised that Bradley Sowell is getting whipped right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Hello? Okay? He was cut by two different teams. Nobody wanted this guy. So he's a great golfer, and he's a nice fella. Big damn deal. Can we get a real left tackle? Is that possible? A no. real left tackle on the Seahawks? No. What's next? Why do we have Jimmy Graham if we won't throw him 50-50 balls inside the 10? Mm. Waste of a million a year if we don't use him correctly. Uh, did he say a million a year? Nine. Uh, okay, nine. I was going to say it's a lot more than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Russell's throwing the ball 78 times in two games, and he's got five passes to Jimmy Graham. What more do you want? Huh? Well, look, I mean, I've been beating that horse to yeah, death you know, for the entire year. And Rob. I'll be honest. I'm on. I'm trying. I've talked to some 
people that know more about football than me and try to say, look, are we just being stupid fans for thinking that? Or is this legitimate? And they say, well, you know, they haven't. He's not totally healthy yet. Blah, 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 blah. Stop it. I he's don't give fine. a damn. you got to throw him the ball fine. in the red zone. How many snaps did Jimmy Graham play yesterday? Like uh, 50? A lot. Seriously. I'm not kidding. You don't play 50 snaps if you're not healthy. Stop it, okay? Yeah. Yep. Jimmy Graham, one-on-one coverage in the end zone, gets the football. Yep. You know how many times? Every time. All right? God, it's driving me nuts. I, 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 I tweeted the same thing during the game. Yeah. Why the hell did we trade for this guy? Got to use him. You gotta use him. Give him a chance. Yesterday's game was the exact kind of game to use him in, by the way. Yep. Oh, 450. What's next? Don't you think it would be better if Wilson were to sit against the Niners, unless he's really needed so he can rest the ankle? Okay, you're talking about Trevon Boykin coming off the bench and playing for Russell Wilson. Did you hear the Um, end of that? Unless he's really needed. Yeah, I, I think there are things that Russell Wilson can do with no legs that Travon Boykin can do with three legs. Yeah. Okay, how's that sound? Yeah. Did you see Travon Boykin play in the final preseason game against the Raiders? I think we need to, honestly, I think we need to go back at some point and remind people what we were saying after that. Oh, my, they have to get a new backup quarterback. He's terrible. He almost lost his job because of that game. Yes. And he was awful against ninth-string defenders for the Raiders. What do you think he's going to do against the first-string Niner defense? Come on, guys. Stop it. Get with it. Focus it up, people. Jesus. What's that? It's not an aberration. They all looked horrible in preseason also. Mm. That line is terrible. Mm. They're gonna be bad all year. Mm. They've gotta make moves. <laughs> moves, okay. What moves? Would you, well, uh, go out and get Joe Thomas. We've been talking about Joe Thomas all summer long. You know my take on him. I would do it you in know, a second. I feel like Joe Thomas is to the Seahawks fans yeah. as like Felix Hernandez was to Yankees fans. Like, just go get, go get Felix. We want Felix. Go get him. Mm. Like well, guys, it's there. That would have been involved. a good move for right. the Yankees to get right. Right, but it's but it's. I don't not think the Browns happen. want to move them for yeah. whatever That's stupid what reason. I don't think so either. The impression I get from them is that they're just being stubborn, and if they're going to go zero and sixteen, they're going to do it with Joe Thomas at left tackle. I, yep. I don't get it. Why? I have no idea why. I mean, dude, they're talking about playing Cody Kessler. The Browns are. Yep. Because RG three and Josh McCown are both hurt. They might start Cody Kessler this weekend. And you're telling me that you can't get a first-round, second-round pick, even a third-round pick for Joe Thomas? Why the hell would you not do that if you're the Browns? It makes no sense. Crazy. All right, what's next? We're in town to see the Jays, eh? Yeah. Have a few coconut beers and watch the Jays, eh? <laughs> hey, our Canadian <laughs> friends wait in. I just, I long for the day when tickets are not available for people like that. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where there's 30,000 season ticket holders, 85 million 10-game packs have been sold since February, yep. and there's just not tickets available. Now, there's always going to be seats available like websites, venuekings.com, et cetera. Sure, sure. But you get my point. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 dude, there's going to be – you're going to turn that game on tonight, and I'm telling you, you're going to think the game is at the Rogers Center. It's going to be that crazy. Yeah. What's next? All right, got a three get in quick. No, it's a big series. But many still believe they'll be disappointed. Mm. We've been conditioned to think that way. They need to win the series to sell the fan base. Mm. Can't just win series against subpar opponents. Okay, well, at this point of the year, I don't give a damn who they beat. Just win. What's next? All right, two more. What do you call a cow with no front legs? Lean beef. (laughs) Last one. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. (laughs) 
Oh, good stuff. Good I stuff. needed that, by the way. After what I watched yesterday, I needed that. Hey, by the way, big, big, and I mean big week for the dogs. We're talking to the Husky Honks tomorrow, by the way, at 3 o'clock about the matchup with Arizona and uh, what's to come on Saturday night. All right, we're going to break and get out of here. Uh, Eagles and Bears with Kevin Harlan on the call coming up next right here on 950 KJR Seattle. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.